But today is Education Day. And anybody that knows me know that I am for Christian education. Not just Christian education, but Adventist Christian education. I prefer to introduce myself. I am Sharon Beard Smith. <laughs> and I am a member of the Ypsilanti Seventh-day Adventist Church. I come before you today representing the home and school and education departments. I have been a resident of Ypsilanti for 46 years and a member of this church for 42 of those years. Now I answer to more than one name. To my daughters, Deshara and Daisha, I answer to mom or mother depending on the day and what they want. But to my three grandchildren, Sierra, Alexis, and Makai, I'm just plain old granny. I am a graduate of Peterson Warren Academy. That is our school. It's my school because I am Peterson Warren Academy. I am the first graduate. I love Peterson Warren Academy. I believe in Peterson Warren Academy. Peterson Warren Academy was established in 1965, I believe is accurate. And I want to be totally transparent. Though I am the first graduate, meaning I'm the first one that went through the graduation ceremonies, and you see this is what they gave me. But I earned all of these. I earned this. But Peterson Warren Academy gave me the foundation. And I, be, I would almost be willing to say that I am the first person to graduate from there, come back and teach there, send my children there, send my grandchildren there, volunteer there, still working there, still doing what I can, even in my somewhat feeble condition. And I, I mean, I have gone to Peterson, then I went to Oakwood and graduated, then I went to Eastern Michigan University and graduated, and it's not about me, it's what God has done in my life. You understand? People, do you know we're in a crisis? We are totally in a crisis. And some people don't even understand. They don't believe it. We're going day by day as if everything is, everything is okay. It's not. There are some things that we need to really address this morning. And because I've come prepared, <laughs> I have really come prepared. I just wanted to let you know that I have taught, first of all, I was not the first choice to speak today. I wasn't even the second choice. But third came up and now here I am, okay? Now I have taught in Adventist education for nine years. 
and I taught for the public school system for Washington and Wayne counties in, in Michigan for about 15 years. But I retired from the state of Michigan as a food inspector. My greatest accomplishments and contributions have been in the home and in the classroom. My oldest granddaughter, Sierra, decided to follow in her grandmother's footsteps. And she graduated from Peterson Warren Academy and also Oakwood, both Adventist Christian colleges, universities. Then I have my next granddaughter, Alexis. She was not as fortunate, but she attended Peterson Warren Academy from preschool to the 12th grade. And something unfortunate happened and she went to another school. But my daughter was really, really disenticed that she had to go to a Christian college. So she went to Berea College, a Christian college. Then she went to Harding University and got her MBA, also another Christian college. But let me share something with you. Today, I've sent, I sent out an assignment, a teacher, always a teacher. I sent out an assignment to some of my former students. And they were supposed to first send me a bio, short bio, and then they were supposed to share with me their most memorable experience at Peterson Warren Academy. Then I asked them to give me something that they learned that they can use in life from Peterson Warren Academy. Most of them did what I asked. But I wanted to be, again, transparent. Was there something that could have happened or could have been at Peterson Warren Academy to make your experience a better experience? Let me give you the first testimonial. Now, this is from Dacia, but it goes with, along with what I'm talking about. Daisha says that my formal education began at Ms. Quarry's kindergarten class at Peterson Warren Academy. I remember my first day like it was yesterday. As a black girl, I was affirmed and nurtured in my entire self. It is there that the message of being part of a community, capable, smart, and loved by God was fostered. Every day as I practice as Dr. Daisha Price, I am consistently incorporating the lessons that I learned from my early education. Into the graduate level education I provide to my students. I support them in building community with each that fosters lasting relationships, affirms their abilities, and demonstrates the love and grace of God in my interactions. My commitment has been to ensure that my children have a Christian education from beginning to end. My children have degrees from Christian institutions, and it also helped me to see the difference between a Christian education and an Adventist Christian education. 
as I, I'm reminded of the necessity of spaces that affirm and the values and beliefs of God will never leave. Never underestimate the value of an SDA education. When, when teaching my children, I tried to follow the guidelines and principles and values and morals and standards of the scriptures. I especially liked Proverbs. But in addition to those scriptures, I used Sister White's writing. E.G. White was the author of Child Guidance, The Adventist Home, Counsels to Parents, Teachers, and Students. And then I didn't stop there. I listened to Dr. James Dobson on the radio going to and from work. The two books that I really liked from him were The Strong-Willed Child and Parenting is Not for Cowards. You can't be no punk when you're trying to parent. And Raising Teenagers Right. Now, I didn't stop there because children grow and they become adults. They make their own decisions, parents. That's why it's so important what you are doing today from your child from birth Amen. to you send them off to school. I use Stomio Marsh's books, Praying, The Power of Praying, Parents, and Praying for Your Adult Children. That's a constant. That's, that's on, my, it's on my table in the living room because every day I need to pray for something. But my experiences in the classrooms has been rewarding as I continuously have a positive relationship for many of my former students. You don't get that some other places. Children graduate and go away, they leave your class, I mean, and that's the end of it. But I, seeing their progress and success and achievements and their accomplishments as adults and parents, that inspires me to continue assisting and encouraging and mentoring and even counseling young people. Now, even though I'm involved in several community affairs in our neighborhood, I still reach out to Peterson Warren Academy. Amen. Last Sunday, uh, three Sundays in a row, they've asked for people to come and help with the cleaning and upkeep of the school. I think about six people were there total. I was one of them on a cane. You know, it only takes a little support. They only ask for you to come and do what you can do. And I'm standing here this morning saying, you have talents and gifts and energy, go help our school. Go help our school. Let's get it ready and prepared. After you've gone and helped the school, I want to tell you, there's a lot of things that need to be done. Our prayers are key, not only for the school, for the teachers, for the students, 
for the families. And as a home and school leader of Ypsilanti, I, I outlined four goals that I would like to reach. Let me share them with you. One is to engage. Two is to interact. Three is to provide. And four is to establish. Okay, let's go back to one, number one. To engage what? To engage the entire Ypsilanti church body in the functioning, support, by communicating, communication is key. You've got to share what's going on. Do you know sometimes, where some places in the metropolitan area, people don't even know Peterson is still open. Whose fault is that? Ours. We have to communicate the status of the school, the events that are going on, the needs and the progress of our school. And then I'd like to interact with families and the students of the Ypsilanti Church, all of them, who are pursuing education from preschool to college, to the university level, by acknowledging what's going on in their lives, no matter what school you go to. And we can provide resources for families, but we have to interact as a community. There are other departments in this church that we can interact with. The AY department, the Pathfinders, community service, the family life. We can all work together to make sure that our youth get the proper foundation that they need. And then it is absolutely necessary that we establish a cooperative agenda. Not everybody doing this and somebody doing that. We've got to mesh our ideas, our purpose. And what I think about is how we can restore. How can we restore our love for Peterson Warren Academy? How can we reconcile when others have had issues how do, we, how do we bring those things under, under God's roof? Why can we heal from things that have gone through? And then some reformation, some reformation has got to happen. Okay, we, we, we can't do things as normal. There are changes that have to be made. And we have to adapt to those changes. And then we need to refresh refresh our plans, our projects, our purpose, according to God's ideal plan. And then adopt resources centered around the Christian home, the school, church, and the community. Now because Peterson Warren Academy is located in, uh, it's located in Inkster, Michigan, there are people that come come from all over the place. I remember when I was teaching there, uh, there was a family that came from Flint every day. So you know they, that family put miles on their car. But it was worth it. They thought it was worth it for their child. And those young ladies that I'm thinking about, one has got her PhD in working down at Oakwood University. And sorry to say that her sister met an untimely death, but these are the people that 
we, we know. And people that have survived and people who have thrived, that's what I want you all to know. I want you all to realize that you can thrive at Peterson Warren Academy. Everybody doesn't, is not going to have the same experience. But it's up to us as parents and adults and church members to see that these things are done decently and in order. There is a way that seemeth right unto the Lord. That's all that I want to follow. Now, in case, in case, uh, I, I, I know Roberta read those, those scriptures so well, and I was thinking, this may be the first time that we've had a whole chapter read, is it? 25 verses? Okay. Because that whole chapter said everything that I needed to hear. But just in case you missed a couple of points, just let me refresh before I go on. God has given each and every one of us directions to teach. Each one of our children, each other, are to learn the laws and statutes of the commandments of God. The word is to be passed down from generation to generation. Every opportunity should be taken to secure our relationship with God. We are required. You know what the word requires means? You don't have a choice. Yeah, we have a choice, but it would be to your benefit. We're required to enlighten ourselves. So that means we have to diligently be in the word ourselves. And then others. Prepare, fasting, study, and I think sometimes we forget service. That's God's teaching. That's what Jesus taught. Morning, noon, and night, season, in season, out of season, the word of God is supposed to be planted and rooted in our hearts, our minds and souls. That is true education. Mm. Now, Nelson Mandela said that education is the most powerful weapon that you can use to change the world. Yeah. We must educate others and others in the word of God. In case anybody sleep out there, I'm just, I'm just waking you up. Okay. There is a song that came out by Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. Now, maybe many of y'all won't know that, it doesn't matter. But it came out in late 60s, early 70s. Uh-oh. Come on, Pastor. It goes like this. I'm just going to read a few verses. It says, wake up everybody, no more sleeping in bed. No more backward thinking. Aren't we stuck, aren't we stuck sometimes? No more backward thinking. It's time for thinking ahead. The world has changed so much from what it used to be. Now I add it needs to be. There's so much hatred, war, and poverty. Wake up all the teachers. It's time to teach a new way. 
Maybe then they'll listen to what we have to say. They're the ones who's coming up. The world is in their hands. When you teach our children, teach them the best you can. From the home, the school, the church, this all applies to you. Then it goes on to say, the world won't get any better if we just let it be. World, no, the world ain't gonna get no better. We gotta change it, just you and me. So it takes a village. Can't do it alone. Gonna need some help. Our help is on high. To change the world to what it needs to be. I tell you, I'd like to read a couple of more testimonies because I have proof. I have proof that Peterson Warren Academy. Yes. It exists, it's helpful, it's needed. We need a revival, that's what the superintendent said. A revival means something has started and maybe the flame has gone dim. Well, I say, light it up, fire it up again. That's what we need. Now, alumni from Peterson have distinguished themselves as pastors, teachers, physicians, nurses, attorneys, engineers, entrepreneurs, musicians, life coaches, chefs, social workers, financial advisors, community advocates, just to name a few. The mission of Peters Warren Academy has always been, now what I'm saying, always, to intentionally point all to Christ. This is the fundamental purpose of our Christian journey, would you say? So it continues to prepare students for the joy of service in this life and the life to come. But mastering academic excellence is a goal to achieve as well. Now, there's a, let me see here what I have here. There, are, it's, a, it's a daughter and mother team that, woke in, that wrote in separately. One is from Jasmine Stallard and the other one's for her daughter. Look, Jasmine is the daughter and Latricia is the mother. Okay, you know I get it mixed up sometimes. But Jasmine is a junior studying uh, with a study for her bachelor's and master's degree in architecture. She's at Andrews University. She enjoyed Peterson's music classes. There are people who have different interests. Hers was music. And she said her talent was harnessed by the music teacher, Mrs. Strawbridge. We need another Mrs. Strawbridge. We need somebody who can teach voice, instruments, anything that can help with the music program. We've, doctors have found that music has such a healing effect on everything. But most of all, Jasmine says, she's reminded of the importance of God in all her relationships. Come on now. This is a young lady. And she says, now here's the part. 
Now just hold on now, because this is kind of sensitive. She said the school was going through a lot of changes. It was kind of unstable for her. So she had to leave. But she hopes, she wishes that PWA still glowed with the light that she remembers it having. Yes. So that means that we have got to get on, we got to get on target. Do what we need to do. And then let me see, where was um, her mom's, uh, let me see, which, oh, her mom's was quite shorter. But you know mothers, we, we, we got too much going on. <laughs> Latricia and her husband were in the class of 1993 from Peterson. She is now a physical therapist at Andrews University, and she teaches. She loves Peterson. That's what she says. She loves it. They were like an extended family. The teachers were very caring and loving and wanted the best for you. They challenged you. I find myself as a teacher being compassionate, taking time to know my students, and I even found my husband there. Well, I tell her, he found a good thing too. We believe in Christian education and wanted that for our children as well. People, I'm telling you, this is not an easy task. It's not an easy task. But by the grace of God, we're gonna get through this and we're gonna bring, we're gonna revive Peterson Warren Academy. That is my goal. If I don't have anything else to do with the rest of my life, I'm gonna see what I can do to help others first recognize that there is a school, then that there are needs. And we can accomplish those things if we all work together. Now, just shortly, now all of that was not from no notes, but I'm going for the notes now. What do you think education is? It's defined in several ways. It's defined as a process of receiving and giving instruction. Education is sharing pertinent information. And as your education department leader, that's what I plan to do for you all. Education is either formal or informal. Formal education is what you get when you go to school and you, know, you graduate, you take classes, you take exams. But then there's that informal education. I call it common sense, but sometimes it's, it's knowledge that's gained that's not necessarily from a structured curriculum. Christian parents and students, don't you think we should want all of our children to be taught of the Lord? Not only in the home, in the church, but in the school as well. The foundation of education begins in the home, but the school is to enforce what you teach in the home. And the church is your support. Remember, the Seventh-day Adventist message, not the people, the message Amen. is true and pure. Amen. Ideally, education should change and cultivate every aspect of our lives. What is a good education? 
A good education is one that constitutes the development of a good citizen. Now, we're citizens of the United States of America, but our goal is to be citizens of heaven. Amen. So that's what we, that's what we have to work for. That's the citizenship that we're going for. Adventist education reflects a kingdom building process, providing tools, resources, and opportunities to project Jesus Christ, his love, his life, his service, and most of all, his promise. We believe in God's promises. Christ is our savior and redeemer. Our moral focus is to be on studying his word, praying daily, moment by moment, asking the Holy Spirit to indwell within us. Now, you've heard the phrase, I'm sure you have. It don't take all of that. Oh, I beg to differ. It takes that and more. Because we've let our, that's why our houses and homes and schools and churches are under attack. Because we've let down our guard. Our homes are no longer fortresses for protection. Our children are exposed to way too much, especially social media. It's everywhere. Anything goes now. And our churches are suffering from apathy. They don't know what to do. According to our late T. Marshall Kelly, it takes everything to serve the Lord. It takes full surrender. Family, as children of God, we must occupy till he comes. That's found in Luke 19, 11 through 13. This instruction was given in a parable by Christ to his disciples. But it's even more critical today. Our lifestyles need an attitude adjustment. Maybe we need to go back to the drawing board. Rethink a few things. What direction are we leading our children, parents and adults? What, are, what direction are our children following? Are we raising children to become like us? No, I want my children to be better than me. Who are and where are our spiritual leaders? Are they in the homes? Are they in the schools? Are they in our churches? Children spend an average of six to seven hours under the supervision of teachers, five days a week. Now tell me, as parents, do we spend six to seven hours, quality hours, with our children on any given day? Just think about it. Shouldn't parents be concerned about the influence and exposure their children are subject to? And if you haven't gotten the message at this far, it's time to close in a minute. I strongly believe in Adventist Christian education. I'm promoting today Christian education. Now, you have to understand that the staff, the faculty, 
and the administration of any Christian school, any institution, whatever, they're under the same attacks that we are as individuals. That's why we're admonished to pray for one another. We are called to pray for and support our schools and personnel. We're called to be active participants in our schools and churches. But the greatest involvement is in the home. Now, I have composed seven reasons why you should send your children to Adventist schools. Okay, now, as I read these, I want you to think about how this measured up to your, what you think should be a part of, of the reasons why we send our children to Adventist schools. And at a later date, I'd love for you all to share that with me. Number one, the love and dedication from teachers, staff, and administration. Two, the word of God is taught, demonstrated, and encouraged. Students are given the opportunity to make a decision to commit God, to commit to God by fellowship and inclusion. Inspiration, motivation, and encouragement to build Christian character is promoted. Number five, the competency of teachers the standard curriculum for academic excellence and skill building is provided. Self-discipline leads to discipleship. And last, number seven, the cultural atmosphere is conducive for growth and development, physically, spiritually, socially, and emotionally. Sometimes, you know, when your children come to you and you say, um, we do this and that. Do, why, why do we have to do this? And you say, because I said so. Any parent ever said that? But I admonish you, the next time, the next time your children or anybody in your family comes and questions your faith in God, you say, because God said so. Now, I have other uh, Testimonies, but I'll save for another. I'm sure you're going to ask me to come back again, aren't you, Pastor? Yeah. All right. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. But before I close, I do have a prayer. Let me find it. I do have a prayer that a young man sent in. And here it is. Here it is. But before I read this prayer, I got it. I, something I definitely have to, have to tell you. Today, this is summing up. Today, we're learning the importance of watching. Watching out for prospective students. And don't wait for them to come to us. Ministry starts with us. And it's up to us to market our school. Alarm our parents and students that there is an importance in Adventist education, the influence of peers and teachers. We must save our children. It starts in the home and flows to the school and church. We must keep communication open. That means I give you information, you come to me, you bring information to me. 
as accurate as the home and school leader at this, at, for Ypsilanti, I want to encourage us to commit to keeping everybody in the loop. What's going on? Encouraging all to put forth effort to ensure all who want an Adventist Christian education has access to it. So we got to put things in place. We got to find out who needs what and why. And then while understanding that there may be obstacles that come, we need to put forth the effort. Pray over the school and those who enter. Praise God for his continuous grace and protection over the school. Realize that failing to plan and prepare will lead to failure because a faith without work is what? Okay, all right, I just want to say. Now let's conclude this year at Peterson Warren Academy with prayer, praise, consistency in planning, and preparation for the greatness to come. And then we'll begin next year with the same enthusiasm. Now, this is my closing prayer. A 15-year-old boy from Minnesota wrote his version of the Lord's Prayer. You know, the Lord's Prayer is not allowed in most U.S. public schools now. He gives an interesting perspective of the world's condition, and it goes like this. Now I sit me down in school, where praying is against the rule. For this great nation under God finds mention of him very odd. If scripture now the class recites, it violates the Bill of Rights. And any time my head knee I bow becomes a federal matter now. For praying in a public hall might offend someone with no faith at all. In silence alone, we must meditate. God's name is prohibited by the state. We're allowed to cuss, dress like freaks, pierce our noses, tongues, and cheeks. They've not outlawed guns, but first the Bible. To quote the good book makes me liable. We can elect the pregnant senior prom queen and the unwed daddy our senior king. It's appropriate, it's inappropriate to teach right from wrong. We're taught that such judgments do not belong. We can get our condoms and birth controls, study witchcraft, vampires, and total poles. But the Ten Commandments, they're not allowed. But the no word of God must reach the crowd. It's scary here, I must confess. When chaos reigns, the school's a mess. So Lord, this silent plea I make. Should I be shot? My soul, please take. Amen. Amen.